food bloggers. Hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta. I have been a food blogger for 13 years, so I understand how isolating food blogging can be. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. Hearing about new ways to monetize your blog is always welcomed. Am I right? In this episode, Nick Minnick from Chicory joins me and he tells us all about Chicory, how bloggers can use it to monetize their blogs, no matter if you're a very new blogger or you're a more experienced blogger, it doesn't matter. Anyone can install Chicory and get started today. Nick does such a great job of talking through benefits of Chicory on the user side and also benefits on the blogger side. They really prioritize a good user experience for our users which I know is important to all of us. Nick does a really good job in this episode of talking through how Chicory brings bloggers money, how it can increase site engagement, how easy it is to install and customize, and so many other things. In a nutshell, Chicory provides a seamless shopping experience for users and a great way to monetize for food bloggers. I hope you love this episode and that you're inspired to get Chicory installed on your site today and start earning money. This is episode number 456, sponsored by Rank IQ. Artificial intelligence, algorithm changes, cookie apocalypses, these are anxiety-inducing trends and who knows what's next. If you want to future-proof your income, then MealPro app could be the answer for you. MealPro app helps food bloggers to repurpose their existing content into memberships that earn recurring revenue. Here is what current users are saying. Taylor from Girl on Blur says, quote, I thought it was going to cost me several thousands to hire a developer to build something custom, and it's so awesome to have a platform where you can throw everything up within a month and have another stream of income, end quote. Stephanie from Veg Mama says, quote, I'm so happy I made the switch to Meal Pro app and wish I'd done it sooner. It has streamlined my workflow and allowed me to do more in less time, and my members love it. The custom automated grocery list and other features have been a huge benefit to my membership, end quote. Head over to eblogtalk.com forward slash resources and click the button below the Meal Pro app logo, eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources. As the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Chicory, the leading contextual commerce advertising platform, Nick Minnick strategically builds, fosters, and oversees relationships with key recipe publishers, grocery retailers, and retail media networks. His purview spans 5,200-plus recipe sites, including the Food Network, Delish, and Food 52, as well as 60-plus leading retailers, such as Kroger, Walmart, and Ahold Delhaize. Minnick is hyper-focused on developing partnerships that fuel synergies between Chicory's audiences and enhance the impact of Chicory's contextual commerce advertising solutions for retailers and CPG brands. Minnick brings over 20 years of sales and marketing experience in the retail, CPG, shopper marketing, and digital advertising sectors to his role at Chicory. Prior to joining Chicory, Nick advised retailers on their digital couponing and retail media platform development strategies while at Quotient. In addition, 
addition to product development, marketing, and sales roles, he led the retail in-store advertising sales and marketing teams at Velasis. Hello, Nick. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Uh, terrific. Thank you, Megan, too. I could say I'm really excited to be joining you today. On behalf of myself and Chicory, we're big fans of the Eat Blog Talk podcast, too. And have to say, like, we, we love how you've become a resource for the food blogger community, too. And, and it's not just for, like, kind of larger bloggers, food publishers, but, but really bloggers across the spectrum, too. And, like, we've kind of, like, built our business around working with food bloggers, too, and are always kind of have our eyes open for, like, what resources are available and kind of what information is available available to to help food bloggers too so I have to say congrats on on building out eblog talk too but we love how you've become like a resource for food bloggers and kind of the creator economy wow thank you that was so nice of you to say yeah thank you for that and i'm just so happy to have you here i love chicory as well and i'm excited to learn more about it and to share about chicory with food bloggers so i guess before we get into that though I like to ask all my guests if they have a fun fact to share about themselves. So wondering if you have something to share. Ooh, ah, yes, I do. So fun fact about me, I am actually a big fan of the outdoors. So I'm very passionate about hunting, fishing, and it really kind of translates to, and this is a great thing about my role is working with food bloggers too, is I'm always looking for new recipes that involve kind of wild ingredients too. And I think it's kind of the attraction of you know, being able to, you know, to work with and find ingredients that aren't available at the grocery store too. But that's something that, that I enjoy is on the weekends, like going through kind of like food blogs that have like recipes for kind of wild game or wild ingredients too, and kind of unique applications for those but but yeah I've got a, a hobby farm and Aww. like for example a, a couple of weeks ago I was hard at work making like way too many jars of blackberry jam too but that's really kind of what what excites me is like being able to kind of find some of those wild ingredients and make some cool things out of them oh I love that you can kind of tap into food blogger resources too as well as helping food bloggers with their businesses so great fun fact good idea sharing that one <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, it makes it fun to kind of work in this space too. It's kind of get to combine yeah. a bit of a hobby with what I do professionally. Absolutely. That's so cool. Love to learn that about you. Now let's talk about Chicory, which I know provides a really seamless shopping experience for users. So to start, would you mind, Nick, just kind of telling us what Chicory is in case people don't know? No, certainly. So Chicory, like in, in a nutshell, is a company that was founded on working with like food bloggers and food publishers to really create tools that they can use to increase kind of advertiser and sponsor engagement with the fantastic content they create. And and Chicory was literally founded by kind of our two co-founders, you know, roughly 10 years ago or so. And as the digital recipe space was kind of taking off, they early on like recognized, like one, the value of all of the fantastic and very inspirational food content that was out there. But Definitely saw a need to kind of streamline and make it easier to purchase the ingredients that were available via digital recipes, but at the same time kind of also recognized like the power of all of that very inspirational recipe content and the value of some of that very contextually relevant food content that lives within recipe sites and the value that that has to grocery retailers and food brands to be able to kind of advertise within that. And so that really was the genesis of Chicory is figuring out how we could make that shopping process a little bit more easier for users of, of food bloggers and recipe sites, but then also like what kind of tools could we create within that content to 
really make it easier for food bloggers to really kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, extract the value and the power of kind of the inspiration that lives within their recipes and be able to let advertisers tap into that. I love how you have thought through the benefits for both shoppers and food bloggers. And I think that is so important to us as food bloggers, because obviously we want to do things that are great for our business and that benefit us, but also our users are our top priorities. So we care about them as well. So this kind of fits all of those categories. And then before I get in more into that, I was going to ask you, I know you guys use the word like contextual commerce. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, yeah, definitely too. And to your earlier point too, like as you know, as, as we've been working with with food bloggers for years now too, like we've realized is food blogging is not easy. Like it is, it is a difficult task to, on a consistent basis, create you know engaging and and like applicable and valuable content to your users too. And and really, it's kind of it's one of the premises that Checker was found on is the tools that we can make so that food bloggers and, and creators can really focus on on building out that valuable content content, but we also know it's always a balance between kind of that user experience and the advertising experience. And, you know, we like to see ourselves as being a partner to the food bloggers and really kind of figuring out that optimal mix of being able to deliver, you know, relevant advertising that food creators and and bloggers can monetize, but kind of not upsetting that cart too with the user experience too, and making sure that it's still a streamed line and valuable and, and useful experience for the users that are engaging with their content too. And really that's all kind of combined to create a concept that, that we call contextual commerce. And it's really trying to figure out how advertising and sponsorship opportunities can live within that that recipe content and provide actually provide value to the users too. So versus kind of being a more obtrusive ad that that might kind of diminish the user experience. Like how can we create tactics and sponsorships that live within and kind of complement and show kind of applicable or relevant items within the ingredients or adjacent to the recipe that again allows the bloggers to monetize that content while still providing a valuable user experience. That was such a good explanation. Thank you. I I mean I kind of gathered what it meant, but I could never have said that. So thank you for that. (laughs) Okay. So you've mentioned the user and which the user is the shopper usually like going to the food blog and wanting to purchase ingredients. So what would you say are the biggest benefits to our users by utilizing this chicory? Yeah, so we've really created a suite of different tactics that that bloggers can deploy on their sites, but really just kind of two two main focuses of our functionality. Chicory has created what we call like recipe activation, and it kind of manifests itself in the get ingredients button that lives within the the recipe sites that we partner with. And essentially it's functionality that allows a user, like while they're while they're viewing a recipe, to be able to click on that button. And essentially cart all of the items that are in the recipe at local um, retailer that has e-commerce functionality. So over the years, what we've done is built out partnerships and actually formed technical integrations with retailers so that we've got the ability to add items to cart. And when somebody clicks on that button, we're essentially applying an advanced natural language processing application that actually parses out and assigns search terms real time for each of those ingredients. And then via our retailer integrations, what we can do is place those items and those search terms into a retailer's e-commerce search functionality. So again, all real time, what we're doing is allowing users to essentially cart 
and purchase those items at a local retailer. And so really kind of it's kind of our flagship functionality is that get ingredients button. But again, this is this is user functionality that, you know, we've shown it provides value to shoppers on recipe sites, too. And kind of, again, kind of connects that last mile of allowing site users and shoppers to be able to shop those items and cart them too. So it definitely increases like kind of the stickiness of sites if, if that functionality is built in, but again, drives a more positive user experience. So that's our, our kind of our flagship functionality. But in addition to that, and this is where we provide a lot of value to the blogger community, I mean, it goes back to the concept of contextual commerce is we've created ad units that live within the recipe sites actually can be delivered within the ingredients, like directly underneath the ingredients, and also adjacent to the recipe sites. And when our technology is deployed on the sites, we're essentially recording all the ingredients in the recipes and actually assigning values to for the recipe type. And what this allows Chicory to do is our in-house sales team is working with retailers and working with CPG brands and going out to them with the ability to deliver very relevant and very contextually targeted ad campaigns that, for example, like could deploy an ad unit, you know, advertising gold metal flour for General Mills, like directly underneath flour as an ingredient in applicable recipes, you know, or if a brand is interested in targeting a campaign that has a back to school theme, like we can target recipes that are kid friendly too. So we've also kind of created you know, these, these very relevant, very non-obtrusive ad tactics that live within the recipe card and essentially allow food bloggers to monetize the content that they've created, you know, via the retail and CPG communities. A couple of questions. So you mentioned retailers a few times. How do you decide which retailer you connect the ingredients to? And are, do you have a few preferred retailers you use? Yeah, no, great question. We really let the user decide that to a certain extent. So we've built out partnerships with over 60 different large grocers within the U.S. So it's all targeted by zip codes. When a user clicks on that button, depending on the zip code that they're in, we're actually going to display a list of retailers that have local e-commerce functionality, whether that's delivery or pickup from store. So whenever somebody clicks on that button, they're going to see a list of retailers that are available in their immediate geography. So I live in, a, in the Detroit area. And so when I click on that button, I'm going to see six or seven retailers that are local to me. But if somebody is on the East Coast or the West Coast, they might see a completely different set of retailers based off of the geography then. So really, at the end of the day, it's the user that, that in their location that gets to decide what those retailers that are featured are. Okay, that makes sense. And then you mentioned the ad campaigns that can be produced. Does that interfere with, say, ads from an ad network? Oh, great question. No, it does not, too. And that's that's an important distinction with the service and, and kind of the suite of tactics that we offer. These ads live within kind of proprietary chicory ad units within the recipe card. So they essentially complement the other ad placements on site that may be powered by an ad network partner too. And, and for example, like we actually have a partnership with Mediavine too. So Mediavine bloggers have the ability to sign up for Chicory's ad units and the Get Ingredient button within the Mediavine dashboard too. So again, the, the units 
that we're powering are very contextual and kind of complement a lot of the other ad activity that's going on site, but are very non-obtrusive. Like if we don't have a campaign that's targeting a specific ingredient or a specific recipe, you know, for a particular recipe that a user is viewing, there's no ad at all that shows up to. So we're only serving these ads, you know, to applicable ingredients and applicable recipes too, which is which is also great. You know, it, it's definitely, again, like very relevant advertising. So the targeting kind of proves out that, you know, when a, when a user is viewing an ad, that it's going to be something that's relevant to the recipe that they're viewing. But because we're targeting these campaigns contextually, we're not targeting specific users. Like a lot of the concerns with um, cookie-less advertising that are coming up to really won't impact what we do. And, you know, the way that we're delivering these ads, like not only ensures the relevancy to users, but because we're using that contextual targeting to target them too, they're kind of cookie-proof too as well. So it's it's a model that I think we see is we think is going to see a lot of more interest coming up. Oh, I like cookie proof. That's yeah. that's music to our ears. <laughs> so basically information that is not relevant does not get shown, which is also music to our ears because yeah, it feels like there's a lot of noise on the internet and so we don't really need any extra noise, right? So yeah, that's great news. And then for bloggers, did that kind of fill your list of benefits for shoppers? Did you have anything else there before we move on? Yeah, so just want to mention that it's important to note that all shoppability services aren't created equal to. And there's it's very much a science and an art, like working with different retailers to be able to parse out those ingredient terms and ensure when you're adding baskets to a retailer's cart that you're putting the relevant items into too. And I would like to say like we've built and perfected it over the last 10 years, but what we've certainly learned is it's an ever-changing game and there's always a lot of development work and some retailer-specific work that goes into making sure that when somebody clicks on that button or they click on an ad to add an item to cart that the correct item is being added to the cart too. And again, for us, it kind of comes back to the user experience too, because you know, we, we want to be good stewards of the activity that we're delivering within the recipe cards on food blogger sites too. And it's, it's frankly a poor user experience if somebody clicks on that button and doesn't see the items that they were expected to be added to the cart too. And, and that can be a reflection of the blogger themselves. So we definitely, it's, you know, we've definitely spent a lot of time over the years kind of building out the functionality and the technology that we have now, but it's also an ongoing process to make sure it stays perfected too. And that's one thing that's great about Checkers. We, we don't hesitate to put the effort behind that because we know as a trusted partner of the blogger community that you need to ensure that it's a positive user experience, you know, for the shoppers that are on your sites. I love that you have thought through that and thought that for the if it's a bad experience for the user, that's a reflection on the blogger because a lot of businesses don't necessarily think through that, but that means a lot because it is. It's a reflection. They don't they don't know that we didn't build the tool, you know, they were like, this didn't work. So I'm never coming back here again. Yeah, for us, it goes back to that that balance of the user experience and the ad content too, and and always making sure that like we've we've got our finger on the pulse and what that optimal combination is, so that it is a positive user experience too. Because at the end of the day, like it's that site traffic that's so important and so critical too. And you know, we know the effort that food bloggers put into uh, maintaining and and keeping their audiences engaged too. And anything that we create, we want to make sure supports kind of that mission. So appreciate that. Now on to benefits for bloggers. I know this is the part that a lot of bloggers are going to want to hear about. So can you talk through some of those? 
Yeah, certainly. And, and really kind of the first and foremost, the benefit that we provide is just the ability to monetize the, the recipe content that is so inspirational for the users of these sites, too. And um, something that Chicory frequently does is we'll conduct studies, too, where we're polling users on you know their usage of and engagement with digital recipes. And in a recent study that we performed, like we found that 75% of consumers reported that online recipes have inspired them to purchase a new ingredient ingredient or product. And that's really, to us, kind of summed up the basis of what we've created here and, and why we've, we get so much engagement from the CPG community and the food brands You know, for the ad tactics we're deploying on sites is that, that relevancy and the ability to reach users or shoppers like when they are in a moment of inspiration is enormously valuable for advertisers. So in creating creating our suite of tactics, like again, like we wanted to build something that really allowed bloggers to monetize the fantastic and inspirational recipe content that we've created. So um, if you think about the benefits that Chicory provides, it's first and foremost the ability to monetize that content yeah. too, and, and again, to do it in a, an unobtrusive way. But we also, and again, it kind of goes back to like recipe bloggers and food bloggers um, and, and food content creators are in our DNA too. And we're always thinking about like what additional value can we provide as part of kind of the chicory like suite of tools and services. And I think we do a pretty good job of kind of reporting back to the bloggers on the content that's getting the most engagement. Like we we place a lot of time and effort into building out tools that essentially allow users to get or allow bloggers to get better insights of the engagement with the food content on their sites. And, you know, we regularly report back to bloggers and they've got the ability to see ongoing insights from Chicory for things like for the recipes on their sites, like which recipes are getting the most engagement with our Get Ingredients button, like what retailers are most frequently chosen by the users of their site and even like ad revenue too, and like what recipes are driving the most ad revenue. And something we're very excited about too that our product and engineering teams have been working on for a while now is a new we're calling partner portal, but it's essentially a dashboard that Chicory Blogger partners are going to be able to log into and see a lot of these insights real time within this new platform oh, wow. too. It's something we're rolling out in a couple of months. We're definitely very excited about it. But for us, it's just another another tool we're creating to give bloggers more insight on the content and their sites that are driving the most engagement with the ads, you know, or with the shoppable experience. Because those are again insights that the food bloggers are going to be able to use to to look at future content and see what's the most engaging for shoppers and what's the most engaging for advertisers. Hey there, food bloggers. If you are looking for a massive boost in confidence that can help you find your true potential while expanding your blogging business and network in meaningful and impactful ways, the 2024 eBlog Talk Mastermind Group might be the perfect fit for you. Get 25% off now through October 31st. Visit eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to apply today. Here is a previous member, Kara, from Sweetly Splendid. Here's what she has to say about ways she grew during her time in the mastermind program. You know, we all had our strengths. They would use their strengths to help push me and help me grow. So I grew a lot over the course of the mastermind. And I would say it's not just monetarily and it's not just in one area, but as a blogger, as a whole, my traffic, my sponsorships, my email list, all of it grew because I had people in my group who 
had really strong experiences in those areas and they were willing to help me and willing to push me and help me get there. Where I was prior to the mastermind growing in very specific areas, I feel like the mastermind like was a full circle, whole growth sort of situation. Using insights to plan. And I mean, the more knowledge, the better, honestly. And I so appreciate that you guys do that as well. So before the dashboard goes live, how do you currently report the value to bloggers? Yeah, so we've got a publisher team at Chicory that is um, sending out monthly reports on some of the engagement that we see within our platform to our partners too. So we've got reporting that we can send out now that provides those insights, but we're definitely looking forward to having kind of the real-time blogger or the blogger um, partner portal roll out too, because it's going to be a real-time tool that bloggers can use to be able to see which which what content and which recipes are getting the most engagement. Yeah, that's exciting. And then you've said CPG a few times. I just want you to talk about what that means real quick. Do you mind doing that? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to use uh, acronyms and jargon there too, but yeah. No, it's okay. I just like to be on the same page. Yeah, we live in really was kind of a shopper marketing space too. And and that's kind of like a term that we use to encompass like that interaction between brands and retailers too. And, and when we say CPG, we're essentially talking about consumer packaged goods brands. So um, actual food brands that are placing advertisements, you know, across our, our blogger partners. So companies like Kraft, General Mills, you know, Coke, Unilever. So a lot of the, um, the major CPG brands and even a lot of smaller brands and, and advertising they're a little bit more non-traditional, like some of the commodity boards out there, um, like the National Cattlemen's Beef Association or Avocados from Mexico. It's all, for us, like when we say CPG, it's kind of an all-encompassing term that represents all of those brands that we work with and that we're out talking about the value of recipes to and, and, and really encouraging them to look at advertising and think about how they can leverage recipe sites to drive sales of their brands. Thank you for going over that. We get in our own little acronyms, right? And we just use them assuming that everyone is on the same page. But I just thought I would pull that out. And you've mentioned monetization. So it's a great way for bloggers to monetize. Do we get like a certain percentage of ingredients purchased or how does the monetization work? Yeah, no, great question too. So when we deliver ads on the sites, it's all impression-based too. And this this is an important distinction that we like to make with our blogger partners is you know, the affiliate models that exist out there, like we in large part don't believe give the food bloggers a fair representation, a fair compensation of the value that they drive. So when we're deploying tactics on blogger sites, like they're all a CPM based too. So you're getting paid for the actual impressions of those ads that the sites deliver. Or, or for sponsorship activities that live within the Get Ingredients button, you know, for like views of items within the cart or items that we're placing into the cart, bloggers are getting compensated at that. And, and that's kind of you know, a bit of a different model than the affiliate models out there where, you know, bloggers are driving traffic, but they're really not getting compensated, you know, from the affiliate partner, like until that, that content actually converts to sale. And there's always a lot of qualifications built around that. Like usually there's, there's timing requirements you know, or it's there's, it could be last touch too. So you could, you could have, you could inspire somebody to place something in a cart from your site, but if they then go back at a later date and add something from another site too, it's kind of, you lose credit for that too. And there's, there's always concerns with some of the affiliate tags and what happens with them on Safari. So we're really proud of the model that we've created for the bloggers because we think it delivers more value too. And, and because 
we pursue kind of more of that that CPM model that's based off the actual like views, you know, or the initial add to cart and just driving that action to the retailer, we think bloggers get more value out of out of the model that we've created. And is there a certain level or I don't know, can any blogger apply chicory to their blogs? Or does it have to be someone who's monetized? How does that all work? Oh, no, like, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the benefits and one of the great values of our platform is there's no cost to it to install it to. And when you think about the shoppable functionality that we're building onto sites, like with that Get Ingredients button, it's almost free user functionality that Chicory powers. And um, that's something we always like to highlight in conversations with like potential new partners. There's no cost to join Chicory. In fact, you can turn us on and turn us off pretty easily. So it's also very easy to test out too. And through, you know, sign up steps that we have included on our website, like, or again, if like you're working with Mediavine and having the ability to deploy Chicory like straight from the Mediavine dashboard, like we like to think we make it very easy for bloggers to be able to deploy our tactics. And, and really it could be as simple as, adding a few a few lines of JavaScript to your recipe pages too to be able to deploy our ad tactics and, and get ingredients button. But yeah, just to kind of reiterate too, because I think it's it's a huge part of the value that we provide. There's no cost to, to deploy Chicory's tactics. Like we're we're always net revenue positive for our food blogger partners. So this really is a great option for everyone. It's especially great for bloggers who are not yet on an ad network and who are looking to explore monetization, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's so easy to test it out. Like we're always encouraging bloggers to go ahead, deploy us for a month and and see what happens to overall site revenue too. And something we're really proud of too is is over the years we've built out our publisher network to the point where it's now over five thousand different sites. Oh. And you know, we're definitely adding a lot more than than ever test us and for whatever reason like might take the chicory technology off of their site. So we're very proud of the size of the network now. And we feel like that's that's indicative of the value that we're providing and and really kind of the revenue that our platform can drive. Absolutely. And then page speed is always a concern for food bloggers. Does the app, the Chicory app, slow down pages at all? Yeah, it definitely do, it does not. Like the way that they, um, the technology and the ads are loaded, it should have almost unrecognizable impact to page speed too. And, and again, that's one of the reasons why like we make it very easy and there, there's no cost or no obligation to deploy our technology and then remove it at any point. Right. Like, you know, we, we want bloggers to test it out and and take a look at that impact and definitely let us know if, if, you have, yeah. if, if anybody deploys the technology and sees any impact on page speed. But the fact that it's not an issue and then the network has continued to grow to us kind of highlights like the minimal impact. Yeah, absolutely. But we we recognize too, like it all kind of comes back to that user experience and how we can help support that too. And like we know if if page speeds are increasing, again, that's a poor user experience and we want to do whatever we can to help minimize that. Yeah. And then as far as installation goes, can you talk through how that usually goes? Yeah, so it's actually really easy and we've got instructions on um, our website, chicory.co. So we encourage bloggers to to go to the website where we've got kind of detailed instructions on how to deploy that JavaScript on site and make it very easy to deploy the technology. And and you start to see, you know, within an hour of deploying that technology, like the ads and our Get Ingredients button start to pop up on recipes too. So we like to think we make it pretty easy to There's very detailed instructions on the site. But, you know, again, we're always encouraging bloggers to test us 
this out. Like take a look, especially if you're curious, like see how the ad formats look on the site too. Like test out kind of the relevance to the recipes that they're being shown and take a look at the advertisers too and kind of confirm that they're complementing your recipe content and doing so in a very kind of streamlined fashion. That's a positive user experience. And then if for some reason you don't, like it's very easy to kind of just remove the, the lines of JavaScript and, and kind of the test is over too. But again, we see that happen very rarely and we take a lot of pride in, in the bloggers that install us and end up sticking with the, uh, the network for years. For the bloggers who see really good results as far as monetization goes, is there anything they do, you know, that kind of puts them over the edge? Is it just a matter of having increased page views or do they have special tactics they use? Any hidden little secrets we should know about? <laughs> Yeah, no, it, in, in, in many senses, it comes down to the traffic that the site is driving, but we're always working with bloggers to figure out really the content that's driving the most engagement because really it's it's positive on a couple of different levels too because you know if there's certain recipe content that is getting engagement with the users like we can report back on that and highlight like certain recipes for certain times of year that are getting the most engagement and and that essentially allows bloggers to you know get insight into what their users are engaging with and then at the same time too as as you kind of create content Content in response to that, it's increasing kind of the the views and ad impressions that are driven through kind of that new content that's put on site. So, um, the bloggers that that tend to maximize the the value that we drive are kind of actively like looking at the reporting and figuring out the um the content that's driving the most engagement with their users. Mm, yeah, that's important. I love all of that. And then one last question: Are you able to customize the button? I know there's like a shoppable button. I don't know exactly what it says, but can you customize that based on what your colors are? Yes, definitely. And like we we recognize too when we're deploying like any type of functionality on site, like how it fits in with and complements the kind of the view and the appearance of of the site is is always critical too. And and we know the extent that bloggers go to to ensure that they've got like attractive play, uh, page layouts too, and like the photography is engaging too. So to kind of align with that too and ensure that our shoppable technology and our ad experience complement that, like we we enable bloggers to. To be able to change the size, appearance, descriptions within the button too. And we'll actually consult with bloggers and advise them on the button descriptions that get the most engagement too. And yeah, we've got, you know, through the through the years of executing shoppable technology on recipe sites, so we have a lot of insights on the button descriptions that get the most engagement too. And, you know, within our platform, the bloggers have the ability to kind of customize that to make sure that, you know, anything we're deploying on site, you know, aligns with kind of the appearance that they built. I lied. I do have one more question <laughs> because food bloggers like to hear numbers is like, what's the sky of the limit? Like, what are some ranges, some opportunity that we have with this feature? Yeah, all driven by the scale that's being pushed through the site too, and, and in the user engagement and the traffic that the site receives. There's no minimums to join Chicory too. So if you're just starting out as a blogger, like this is a solution that's that's easy to deploy that you'll start to see monetization from immediately too. But all driven by the users. Like, I mean, we have we have publishers that on the very higher end of the spectrum of what we power, you know, are getting you know seven figures plus with ad placement revenue and sponsorship revenue 
that we're pushing over. And that, that goes all the way down to like some of the smaller bloggers that we have in our network, like depending on their traffic, you know, it, it might be closer to the hundreds of dollars per month in that area too, yeah. as well. Oh my gosh. But all, all driven by, yeah, the site. Yeah, right. Lots of variables there, I'm sure. But <laughs> it's good to hear that range because when you say like monetization, that could mean $2 a month. That could mean seven figures a month. So thank you for spelling that out. And then is there anything that we've missed as far as what benefits bloggers can see from this? I think we've we've covered off on most of the benefits that that bloggers see from yeah. all the different tactics that we deploy. But also, I just want to highlight the importance of having kind of that that industry leading shoppable tech on your site because again, like this, the shoppable experience is really a reflection of your site to your users too. So, I'll kind of highlight again: not all shoppability is is created equally too. So when you're looking at partners to deploy shoppability on site, like ensure that you're, you're using kind of the most forward tech that's out there to be able to perform those actions and take the time to vet out different providers and, and see what's available too. And again, we take a lot of pride in the size of the network we've built. And we think that's a, a reflection of the quality of some of the parsing technology that, that we've developed and are deploying on sites too. But always like to, to remind and, and, and highlight with the bloggers too that like the quality of that shopability is important. And then I know that I've heard Chicory Premium. Is that different from what we're talking about or is that the end recipe ad that we were talking about? Yeah, so premium is the term that we use to describe our, our ad units, and that's those ad units that live both within the ingredients and directly underneath the recipe card, too. And those are the two formats that we deploy on our blogger sites, too. But we call them Chicory Premium because they engage shoppers at a premium level as compared to other standard advertising on-site too. And, and for us, it kind of goes back to having those contextually relevant ads that sit within the actual ingredients of the recipe. And, you know, as we as we execute campaigns and measure the performance and engagement with those campaigns for advertisers, um, what we continually see is our in-recipe and adjacent to the recipe card ad units always perform very well. And it's a reflection of the, I think, the content that the food bloggers are creating and the value that users and shoppers see within that content too and yeah as, as we mentioned earlier too like we know that when people are engaging with recipe content it's kind of a moment of inspiration for them and you know if you can deliver relevant advertising within that experience it's going to provide value to those users and they're going to engage with it too and click on the ads to encart those items and those are all opportunities then for our bloggers to, to monetize the content that they've created absolutely I'm super excited about this and I hope that you guys get 5,000 more users immediately because this is a benefit all around. It's a benefit to you guys. It's a benefit to bloggers, users. It just makes online shopping more seamless, which is the word you guys use for it. So yeah, this is amazing. Thank you for all of this. Is there anything that you want to mention or touch on before we start saying goodbye? So I'd just like to mention, I was, in fact, I was talking to one of our blogger partners earlier today, and we're so excited about the model that we've built because it, it's definitely a creator-first model. But at the same time, the advertisers we work with, whether they're retailers you know, or food brands, they see a lot of value in what we've built out here. And I was talking to a blogger earlier today who kind of went out of their way to kind of like describe like all the positive impacts of the model that we've created and the value that they see in this and, and the potential 
potential for growth too, especially as e-commerce continues to grow and shoppers, you know, increasingly are are thinking about purchases and wanting to shop within digital experiences and, and engage with the content that they would naturally be viewing and make purchases because of that too. And it was exciting to hear one of our partners kind of yeah. connect the dots and, and really explain what we've built here too. And and really we're excited about the value that they see in it too. So those are the conversations that we'd love to have. It tells us that you know we're providing a lot of value to the bloggers and also having a meaningful impact on their business. I did think of one last thing to ask you before we say goodbye. Do you see a trend of users engaging more with specialty ingredients or more common like flour, like that type of ingredient? Yeah, you know, and and really coming out of COVID, like we did see an increase in engagement with for more complex recipes and more specialized ingredients too. And like we like to joke and say that like COVID taught a lot of people to cook. And in coming out of, you know, kind of all of that learning that a lot of people did you know, during that period, it, it really has driven an increase in engagement with kind of more complex recipes and more specialty ingredients because, frankly, like shoppers are more, are more comfortable building or creating some of those more complex recipes now. Now, there's always ebbs and flows too. Like what we do see is economic impacts, like kind of pushing some shoppers back towards more simple, like fewer fewer ingredient recipes or recipes that can be made in larger batches, things like that. But we're excited about kind of that overall trend of uh, and I think it ties in closely with as shoppers kind of adopt e-commerce too. It's easier to get ingredients that were more difficult to get in the past too. And that's also kind of powering increased engagement we see with kind of more specialty recipes and specialty ingredients. And that's kind of how chicory came to be and with our name too, because chicory was an ingredient that um, you don't see very often and is difficult to to find in stores too. And and really that was kind of the, the oh. premises that we named the premise that we named the company after is you know we can make it easier to find and shop those kind of unique ingredients and be able to them to make the recipes that users want to make. I love learning that about where chicory came from. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I think I'm officially out of questions, Nick, unless something comes to mind, but I think we're good. <laughs> Thank you for all of this. This was such a pleasure. So good to learn about chicory and to talk to you and make the connection and and to help spread the word about chicory and what they offer bloggers. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, certainly. And it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to join you too. Again, like we, we're very excited about how you've become a resource for the blogger community too. And it always helps to have those sources that, you know, especially newer bloggers, but even, even bloggers that are a little bit further down the development cycle too, and have a more established kind of personal brand and, and food blogger or recipe site provide a useful resource for information on how to kind of like build your site and engage with more users, but also figure out too, kind of when you've reached a plateau, like what other ideas are out there and what other partners are out there for bloggers to work with to be able to continue to grow their business. So we're very excited to join because we love some of the work that you've done and really kind of becoming a resource for the blogger community. Oh, thank you, Nick. That was very kind of you. And I like to ask my guests as we kind of wrap up each conversation if they have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share. So do you have something to leave us with? Ooh, uh, great question. I think it's it's kind of more inspiration and and really the message that Chicory would have for the blogger community is don't discount the power of the content you are creating. Like it has the ability to inspire and excite your followers and really change their behaviors too. 
and like again we know how difficult it is to consistently come up with engaging content and you know we would encourage you know all the all the bloggers that are listening to to like don't discount the value of what you've created like you know both from just the ability to kind of inspire and and engage users and and encourage them to try something new but then also the opportunities it creates for you to monetize that content love it love those words of inspiration we will put together a show notes page for you nick and we'll include all the stuff we talked about and links to chicory anything you need that we've discussed here in this episode if you go to eblogtalk.com forward slash chicory you can access all that info tell everyone nick where they can find you and where they can find all the information about chicory that they need yeah so definitely go to our, our website so www.chicory.co forward slash food bloggers and we'll have more information on the platform too and again those kind of detailed instructions for how you can you can deploy the chicory suite on your site awesome thank you again nick for your time and thank you so much for listening food bloggers i will see you in the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.